Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So it's Christmas Eve at this very moment in time. Uh, a sometimes jolly bearded fellow is, along with uh, his his greatest of men, going through a list and finding out who's been naughty and who's been nice. It may very well change the course of the months and the days to come. Not even talking about Father Christmas. Now you better not shout. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Because David Finley, the leader of the Bullet Club, is coming to town. David, how you doing? I'm doing great. Merry Christmas, everybody. From everyone's favorite rebel everyone's favorite rebel how are you sir uh, i am fantastic you know i got the biggest match of my career coming up in about 10 days but for right now i'm chilling i'm enjoying christmas eve with my family it's all good what does a christmas day look like in the finley household well at the finley household uh my mom's trying to out drink everybody <laughs> um, and it's trying to survive that pretty much and is she winning uh, yeah, she's undefeated so far. <laughs> it's a special time of year. Do you have do you have board games? Do you do do, you do party games, or is it just drinking and eating and passing out? Uh, it's opening presents very briefly, and then eating and drinking, and then usually I eat more than I drink because my mom makes a very mean sweet potato souffle that Ooh. I can't get enough of. So I'm gonna be smashing that, and then probably some peppermint cheesecake, and then I'll be a good boy the rest of the year. That's it. Today, the calories don't count on Christmas Day. That's no, what, that's what I've heard. <laughs> what we were taught. But hey, look, uh, we'll look we're going to look away from Christmas Day and look ahead. And in some cases, look back. Because, David, uh, we're taking you to Cultaholic Island for a, a lovely winter break. And in doing so, we're inviting you to choose three wrestling matches to watch whilst you are there. We're going to go through your three matches as we chat today and talk about numerous other things, including Wrestle Kingdom, uh, your time leading the Bullet Club, and whatever comes our way. But let's do match number one, David. What would you like your first one to be? Well, here's the thing about favorite matches is I don't know why I would like anyone more than I like myself. So first up, Juice Robinson versus me at G132. <laughs> I like this match because the first time I got to smack that mofo right in the head with my shillelagh. Uh, it was, that's when I realized I really liked hitting people with shillelaghs. It's a satisfying feeling. Um, I just feel alive, you know, when that club meets their jaw. You know, plus I won too. That's always good. 
it's always good when you're in there testing yourself with somebody that you know so well. Of course, you and Finjuice uh, very much took the, the tag team division on. Uh, it was last Wrestle Kingdom, I believe, that you were teaming up. What's the story behind how you and Juice came to meet at the beginning? Yeah, we met in the dojo. Uh, basically, we're in 80% of the same matches all year. Hotel rooms right next to each other, same travel schedule. And that's how it was for years and years and years until we eventually grew sick of each other. So... <laughs> Obviously, Juice Robinson uh, is doing, uh, he's been a busy boy in AEW. Are you keeping tabs on what Juice is up to and what do you make of it? Uh, I see things through the grapevine. Seems like they're doing all right. Although, as the current Bullet Club leader, the only Bullet Club I care about is the Bullet Club War Dog. So, if it's, you know, if you're not my dog for real, you're not my dog at all. If you ain't a dog with Dave, you ain't a dog at all. Uh, I've been trawling through uh, the dog's Instagram for today, David. I've been going through your gram. Uh, and we're going to take a little whistle stop tour of some of my favorites. Uh, there's a lovely photo uh, of you and your dad in the ring together. It's the one where your dad is in the Belfast Bruiser gear. You're about no older than maybe four. You've got sandals, that emerald green ring mm. attire uh, mm. with clovers on, your own mini world title. Out of interest, where did the ring gear come from for what I believe <laughs> to be four-year-old David? Uh, so I was actually like two there. Two. Um, wow. Okay. Not to you know get technical with it, but uh, my mom basically like contacted whoever was making my dad's gear at the time and was like, "Do his, but David sized." Um, and that was just like a common theme. I think my grandfather got me like a wrestling singlet when I was like, I don't know, a year old. So there's pictures of that running around. Like I learned to stand by hanging on to the bottom ropes. My life has been engulfed in wrestling since day one. That's another lovely photo that I saw. It's uh, you and your dad and, and you're, you as a baby holding onto the ropes mm -hmm. in the ring. Um, there's also a lovely one where, where Fit Finley's carrying you with one hand, like you've been naughty uh, in a yeah. theme park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I'm groceries, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you and your dad. Um, when, when you have a, a famous family, it's, it takes some time before the penny truly drops. Can you remember the first time watching your dad wrestle? I mean, we were still living in Germany at the time. Like, I remember a big old tent and uh, <laughs> just kind of like snapshots of that. I do have a good story, though, of when I was five. Uh, my dad wrestled Chris Jericho uh, for WCW. I think it was for a championship because I was very emotionally invested in this. And either my dad lost or, you know, it was a draw. I can't remember, but I remember getting backstage and yelling at Chris Jericho and crying and telling him that I hated him over and over. repeatedly. <laughs> So, you know, I had very strong feelings from very early on. How did Chris Jericho react to, to five-year-old David Finley cheering him out? <laughs> I would assume that he would be scared and probably ran away. <laughs> Is that a story that you've shared with Jericho since? Yeah, because I thought, so I thought it was the finish of the match that I got mixed up. It was either my dad lost and it was a draw or it was a draw and my dad lost. I can't remember, but he corrected me on that one. He's like, it's crazy that you remember that. But yeah, when he came over for the Tokyo Dome, I was like, hey, you probably don't remember this at all. And he was like, no, that's the only time I wrestled your dad. So of course I remember that. So now, um, memorable somehow the family tree, the family, Finley family tree essentially grew inside a wrestling ring. Uh, you were surrounded, you've been surrounded by it. Grandparents, uh, aunties, uh, siblings, your dad. Was there, was there pressure to be anything other than a wrestler, David? No, there was no pressure to do anything else. There wasn't really pressure to wrestle either. It was kind of just like, do what you want, be good at it, um, you know. But I think coming up in wrestling, a lot of people, especially from the beginning, expected me to be my dad. I think some people still do. 
whether it be fans or, you know, people of power. Uh, which is why I think when I got the Bullet Club leadership role, you know, when I assumed the position, it wasn't anything new being compared to the past. It was something I was ready for and have been handling since day one. I'm really excited to talk about your, your Bullet Club uh story very shortly but i want to just quickly pull up another photo um it's a screen grab this one it's from uh, the, what looks like the notes app on your phone it's your gap year itinerary starting january 28 2013 in south africa i'm keen to know what inspired you to make that <laughs> gap year leap to south africa of all places uh <laughs> this probably doesn't age well but um so i grew up very very fortunate uh, the house I grew up in was like 11,000 square feet, lakefront, whatever. Very nice. And I was like, this is a good life. Do I really want to wrestle? Because uh, I just finished high school. I'm like, what do I actually want to do with my life now that I actually have to make a decision? So I was like, well, instead of figuring that out, I'm going to go forget about it for a year. And I just kind of traveled throughout Africa doing like kind of a little bit of volunteer work. But uh, a lot of it was just kind of like going and traveling the world and seeing different cultures and stuff. So about like six first six months of it sharing a tent with somebody just kind of like camping around and then uh the last six months i lived in cape town and actually found wrestling there so because that actually funny enough that is my uh my last photo from your instagram which is uh you wrestling at an outdoor show i think for 4g wrestling in 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 cape town landing a beefy old uppercut do you remember do you remember the moment that when you're on this gap year, sort of trying to remove yourself from the wrestling world and sort of connect with you? Do you remember the moment when wrestling came calling again? Yes, I do. Um, randomly, WWE was doing a South Africa tour, which is um, rare. It was rare in those days, too. Like, I think they only did it like once every three years. My dad happened to be on the tour. So I met up with him um, just because I hadn't seen him in like six, seven months. Um and I think PJ Black, formerly known as Justin Gabriel, was on the tour. He's like, oh, are you wrestling down here? And I was like, nah. And I was living in Cape Town at the time, which is where he's from. So he was like, oh, give me a second. He like made a couple phone calls. He was like, here's the address. Go see this guy. And basically he hooked up wrestling for me. And then <laughs> that was off to the races. It just seems like you didn't even blink. It was a case of, oh, there's wrestling. Yeah, that's what I want to do. There we go. Yeah, it was like, all right, well, I mean, if I'm finding it all the way across the world, I guess I'm meant to do it. And uh, I haven't regretted it since. It like It's like it follows you, sir. It's like it follows you. <laughs> yeah, it does. Hey, let's do your second match then. So David Finley versus Juice Robinson from the G1 was your first one. Uh, have we got another David Finley one in here or is this something different? Of course we got David Finley matches. <laughs> yes! I like anyone else more than I like myself. <laughs> Go on then, hit us with it. Which, which is your, All right, which the is your second, second one, one from the same G1 of that year, which is 2022, G132. Will Ospreay versus David Finley, where I beat Will Ospreay in a mere 15 minutes. Now, you guys have uh, quite the potted history as well. Um, it's, it, it seems to have followed you through. But why this one in particular over other matches that you've had in the G1? Is it just the well, speed in which you beat Will? Yeah, I, and also, if we want to get real technical with it and real honest with it, uh, that's the one time I beat him in singles action. So I'm not going to say I like the ones I lost better than the one I won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the G1 has really given you some great opportunities to shine as a singles competitor. For, for when you were told, like, you're entering the G1, like, how does the trading and such change before entering a tournament like that? So I got to see, like, seven G1s come and go before I was able to go into it. And my takeaway every year was, like, 
where do you get the gas tank to do that? Uh, so, which I wanted the G1 for years. So, like, once, you know, New Japan Cup was over, is like, you know, you start training for it, you know, in hopes that you're going to get put in. Uh, so when I finally got put in, it was like, all right, cool. So I remember doing, I would go down to the uh, new dungeon in Tampa, would train with Natty Neidhart and TJ Wilson in preparation for my first G1. Uh, and like a lot of hit cardio, a lot of battle ropes. Uh, so it was just like, all right, I got to make sure that I can, you know, push the pedal to the metal and it's not affecting me. So I think my training worked off because I was able to keep up Will's pace in that match. Uh, I came out on top. So, but yeah, training for your first G1, it's like a lot, you don't know what you're getting into. You just hear like, oh, this is the hardest thing that anyone's ever done. Anyone that comes in and does it, it's like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, see, it's kind of like, all right. You can only prepare so much and the rest is just trial by fire. Was it a deliberate decision to go to the new dungeon to train for something which required that kind of attrition? Uh, yeah, it was deliberate. I had lived in Tampa at the time. Um, I like being close to the beach. So uh, they only trained like 45 minutes to an hour away from me. And I've known, I've been friends with Natty and TJ since, I don't know, long, I've known them since I was 13 probably when they were in developmental. So it was a very easy, like, Hey, you know, I'd like, and there's a lot of wrestling schools around, but I wanted, you know, top quality training. If I'm going to be wrestling a top quality tournament, you know, I can't be going around and training with guys that haven't really made it yet. Uh, I need people on my level or better. Um, so yeah, that was a conscious decision of like, I think this is the best training that I can get. And, uh, it paid off pretty well. I think, I mean, I didn't win the G1, so there's always room for improvement, but I think my first outing was definitely, uh, a successful one. A lot of times when people go to training schools, they do it to to see those uh, people that have maybe got multiple decades on them to teach them things they didn't know. But obviously, as you say, uh, you were growing up with these guys, you know, since you were 13. Um, was do, Does that change your mindset at all about the lessons that you learn in there, knowing they're people that you grew up with? Um, if you see what not I mean. really. The way, the way I see wrestling is like, you just, no matter how much you learn, there's always more to learn. You know, and I've been, I've grown up, so I've been around the business 30 years now. Uh, I've been making money in it for 11. Um, so, but like it, the more, <laughs> the more I know, the more I realize like, oh, I don't know that much. It's crazy. Like, it, I just feel like it's just this Pandora's box of knowledge that keeps opening up. You mentioned it's been 11 years in the industry. Uh, your, your very first match, uh, which you no doubt have talked about before, uh, is, was according to records against the man known as Gunter now, which was uh, Big Van yeah. Walter back in the day. Uh, now, obviously, you know, he, he very, he'd been doing the wrestling thing for a little while by that point, but hadn't reached his final form, if you will. Uh, no. But talk us through stepping in there officially with a guy that now has the pedigree like Gunter. Was there anything that you couldn't have prepared for in all your training? Yeah, actually being in a ring. It's like you can learn about it, and uh he can be taught about it but until you like get the tar beat out of you for the first time you don't really know what you're getting into i remember so the whole story of me debuting was my dad was like i'm tired of wrestling i'm gonna retire do you want to tag with me and my dad will have the tendency to sometimes come up with an idea it's a whimsical idea and it never comes to fruition so i assumed it was one of those like that's not gonna stop wrestling sure i'll do it hadn't really trained that much didn't have any gear about two weeks later he's like we're going to germany in like 10 days I'm like i am not prepared uh he's like you're gonna wrestle this guy his name's big daddy walter um he likes to chop really hard and that's all he told me and, <laughs> and boy was he right i remember like 
from like he, like my chest and my neck were all purple. My jaw hurt the next day. Like he beat the taller out of me. Um, like he does pretty much everybody. Uh, so that was my introduction to wrestling was just getting my ass handed to me by Gunter. That is a hell of an introduction as well. Um, your and then obviously on that same night you do tag with your dad. Um, what is some of the, the the harshest criticism of your work uh, that your dad Fit Finley has has given you? I don't. He's not. He's not very harsh in his words. Well, maybe not criticism. Maybe yeah. sort of like some of the the like tips that have stayed with you, things that have stayed with you that your your dad has uh, has primed you on, if you will. Make him earn it. Uh, you know, that's pretty much it. Be selfish, make them earn it. It tells me that every time. In terms of, in terms of just when you're in the ring with them, just make them. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a fight, you know, make it a fight. <laughs> We're in there to fight, you know, can't be afraid to get hit. He loves, he loves the old man wrestlers saying, I'm like, it ain't ballet, baby. But you know, <laughs> it, it is, it is kind of not that ballet is easy. I can't do it. But uh, you know, it's, wrestling's definitely more hard hitting. Um, that's kind of what he's how he's taught me is like, make sure you're hitting people hard. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We've talked about your dad and, and you've got such a, a family pedigree in wrestling. A lot of people will go, David Finley, you know, Fit Finley's son. You're now the leader of the Bullet Club, one of the strongest factions in wrestling. And they have a litany of also uh, very, very credible leaders. There. Mm. And there is a there is a tendency sometimes to, to look to the leaders of the past rather than focus on the now. How do you thrive in situations where people may be looking past you? Well, I think I was kind of primed to be in this position from day one of my life. You know, like I said earlier, people expect me, you know, some people, not all people expect me to be my father or they expect me to, you know, so I like I've 
coming into Bullet Club, it wasn't really any different of like being compared to somebody else. Like I've had to deal with that my whole life. I can't help that. You know, it's just something I got to deal with. So whether it's, you know, leaders of the past, my dad, whatever, I don't really care. You know, Bullet Club has had an incredible run. You know, it's been going for over 10 years now. All four previous leaders are greats. Um, so definitely there's big shoes to fill, but like, I don't really care about the past. None of those accomplishments are mine. You know, I rebranded Bullet Club in my own image. I made the BC War Dogs, you know? So it's like, I'm making it my own. I don't really care about the past. I don't really care, you know, what people think. My only thing is like, I don't want people to like me. So everything I do is I will make sure you hate me. And, and that they certainly are doing as leader of the War Dogs. We've seen them expand now to this point where they're a faction that sort of covers the wrestling industry. In numerous different promotions, we see versions or iterations of the Bullet Club having popped up. Uh, where do you, where would you like to take Bullet Club into 2024? I would really like to unmuddy the waters, you know? Like I, like I said, m- my Bullet Club that I see is the Bullet Club War Dogs. That's the only one I really care about. The rest is whatever. It is what it is, you know? So if there's a way or we all duke it out, and war dogs come out on cop on top as they would, you know that that's where I'd like to see it go. But my, when when I created the Bullet Club War Dogs, you know the mantra was bring bodies, bring gold. So we're gonna mess a whole lot of people up. And we're gonna have a whole lot of championships. Like that's the goal. That's always gonna be the goal. So we're so we're we're, we're toying with the idea of a essentially a, a Bullet Club civil war. Then it wouldn't really be a civil war, would it? I suppose it wouldn't. It'd be an uncivil war. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in over wrestling history, we've seen uh, we've seen factions take center stage so many times. Uh, Bullet Club leading the way now, but then in the past we've had things like the NWO. We've had Degeneration X. Uh, for you though, David, what is it that makes a faction excellent? I think the chemistry between the members. Um, I think, like when we're on the road, me, Maloney, Clark, Alex, Gabe, like we're together. 24-7 when we're in Japan. I usually am having to pull them off of people and keep them out of trouble as the leader because I'm the only one that they actually listen to. They're all maniacs. But, uh, but you know, like, we're together. We travel together. We have locker rooms together. Usually they give us our own floor together, uh, hotels and stuff. So, like, I think what makes any faction click is going to be the teammates in the faction. Like, you're either going to be boys or you're not. Uh, which Finley family member would make an excellent addition to the Bullet Club, wrestling or non-wrestling? Ooh, which one? So I guess we got my dad as an option, you know, the old wise man in, in this day and age, I would say. You know, 63 years old, although I wouldn't want to be on his bad side still. Uh, we got my little brother, who actually just signed to NXT. Um, I'd probably go with my dad. I'll take experience over youth, you know. I, I would go with the old man. Taking the uh, intimidation factor as well. Plus, he's pretty. His shillelagh is actually like way bigger than mine. He's still that. <laughs> do, do you compare shillelagh sizes? Yeah, <laughs> that's, maybe that's uh, something for over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned your brother there. Yeah, some great news from for, for your family today, as as well as uh, your continued success and the and the, the plans for for gold very early into January, which we'll talk about in a sec in a second. Uh, Brogan Finley joining NXT. Uh, really exciting news. Uh, have you imparted any brotherly wisdom on him as he sets out on his own journey? <laughs> yeah, save your money. 
Um, no, I mean, I'm really proud of him. He, he like just turned 21 this year. Uh, that was the age I was when I started the dojo, you know, um, he's been very good with like, I, I don't want to do what dad did. I don't want to do what you did. I want to be my own man. So, uh, you know, I've, I've been obviously trying to sweet talk him into like, Hey, you could do Japan for a few years. But like, he was like, nah, I want to go do my own path. So, um, I'm very proud of him. I think he's going to be very successful in about two, three years. I'd say the Finleys are going to be running the entire industry. Certainly feels that way. It's it's going that way. Would there has there been any um obviously obviously a lot of people will ask you this any similar conversations between yourselves yourself and WWE? I mean, my only contact is my dad. My only contact needs to be my dad. So like, it's on one hand, it's never been talked about officially, but on the other hand, about every other time I go over for dinner, it gets talked about because he's like, you know, you come work with me. So it's like. Mm. You know, when I when I when I've accomplished all I need to accomplish in Japan, maybe I'll entertain the option. But for right now, you know, I got a I got a IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship to win and make world famous. You have indeed, and we're going to touch on that in just a second. But before we do, uh, I like to spring this on people. It's a nice little question, non wrestling, uh, to ask. It's nothing terrible, I promise. Uh, we always, as well as taking three wrestling matches, you can also take with you a movie, an album, and a luxury item. Uh, I have a feeling the luxury item will be the shillelagh, but we'll talk on that in a second. But if you would take one movie with you to a desert island to watch all the time, what would it be, David? Oh, that's a good one. One movie mm-hmm. to watch on repeat. Mm-hmm. I'm between Hot Rod because that was my favorite movie as a teenager. I love stupid humor. Uh, the Hangover, same reason. I love stupid humor. Or uh, Interstellar because sometimes I like to pretend I'm smarter than I am and just really think about a confusing movie. Nice. Um, okay. But I'm probably going to narrow this down and just go hangover because <laughs> I can't get tired of that one. It's a great film. It's it's, it's you, you kind of get the end at the beginning and you just have to figure out how it all unfolds. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do like it's them. Probably what the experience on the island would be anyways. Like, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah. You'd have to find your way back. Yeah. Um, how about an album, sir? What would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Um... What I've been playing on repeat, I've been in a kind of a, a nostalgia mood, playing the oldies. Not really oldie. Not that old, actually, even. But uh, I've been playing Nirvana Nevermind a lot recently, so I'll just go and stick with that one. Nice. Any particular song on that album that really gets you pumped? I mean, if depending on the situation, but, you know, it smells like Teen Spirit never fails. Good shout. Good shout. If if I'm like, you know, if I'm feeling down in the morning, not down, but tired in the morning, I'm like, all right, I got to get this workout in. Smells like teen spirit. Gets me right where I need to be. Beautiful. Luxury item. How luxurious are we talking? Uh, It can be, uh, it it can be a bed. I know some people have had a, brought a bed with them in the past. Some people have brought a video games console. People have brought their pets. I spotted a cat tree in the background there. So if you wanted to bring, uh, you wanted to bring the cats or the dogs with you, you could do that as well. All right, that's actually a pretty good one. Uh, even though I have a cat tree, I'm not bringing my cat. She's more <laughs> of a roommate. She only likes me sometimes, so she'll probably leave me stranded and not be very helpful. That's what cats do, to be fair. My boy Pablo, it's just like he is just a roommate, and he'll just check in if he's hungry. Yeah, that's exactly it. I get bullied <laughs> for watching stuff until I get retreats. Um, she doesn't respect me at all. That's uh, <laughs> 
Man, oh, but then I gotta feed my dog, and I'm not I, like my survival skills are minimal at best. So you know, I'm just gonna bring a hammock. You know, the one where you nice. can tie the two trees. I'm just gonna bring a hammock and just you know starve out the rest of my days in relaxation. I like your style. I like your style. Hey, there's no relaxing in the new year. Wrestle Kingdom 18's on the way. It's you versus Will Ospreay versus John Moxley for the brand new IWGP Global Heavyweight Title. Now, this unbelievably, David, is the first time in Wrestle Kingdom history that you've challenged for a singles title. I believe that is very true. Um, what are some of your earliest memories of your opponents, Will Ospreay and John Moxley? Well, Will Ospreay, my earliest memories were hearing about him when I was a young boy in the dojo. Um, we had a big, tall, dumb idiot with us, uh, who I'm not going to name. But he he, uh, he was like, basically, really, really liked Ospreay's style and was like wanting to incorporate some of his style. Um, some of Ospreay's style into his own, which we all thought was impossible. And we proved, proved to be right. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Not Wilt's been great for years. Um, you know, he came in about a year after me and his first tournament, you know, he won the super juniors as someone that's my age. We're like a week apart or something in age. Uh, so for me to be, you know, a young boy in the dojo already been there a year, still trying to just graduate that to him, you know, same age as me, same experience level, but he's winning major tournaments already. Like that's my first memory of Osprey is like it, he's always been great um he's always been special everyone's known that you know there's there's been no disputing he's broke the internet multiple times uh that was the same year uh him and ricochet actually broke the internet you know mm -hmm. so will's found a good way to stay you know keeping buzz around him and just you know this year alone i mean he's had a crazy year he's beaten okada jericho kenny uh i'm sure there's somebody else in there he's done a lot this year he's had a crazy year so um i'm ex i'm excited to whoop his ass of kingdom <laughs> <laughs> and what about mox what's your earliest memory of moxley uh, obviously the shield i didn't know about him until he was in the shield um but like i remember being on tour with my dad something somewhere i can't remember it might have been the uk it might have been south africa um but just him being like an oddball just off in the corner mumbling to himself, you know, and that's about it. Only other time I've really interacted with him was in Osaka when I smashed his head in uh, with a shillelagh. But like, I don't really have much to say about Mox. He's accomplished probably more than Osprey, honestly. He's been the bedrock of AEW. Will's obviously the new shiny toy. So, <laughs> you know. Obviously, you find yourself in a, in a similar in a, in a similar cramp. Uh, in the sense that you've got John Moxley, who's well-established in AEW. You've got Will Ospreay, the shiny new toy. And then there's David Finley, the 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 brand new leader of the Bullet Club, the War Dogs. And uh, a match that really is is yours to lose. Like, what's on your mind going into a match for a new title like this with, with two people who very much have the eyes of the world on them on the Western side? Uh... I mean, there's no denying this is make or break for me. You know, there's not too many more opportunities this big that I will come across if I don't absolutely nail this one and come out on top. Um, you know, Moxley and Will's names are both synonymous with the IWGP US Championship, as well as, you know, other people that I really despise. 
Um, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Will fashioned the UK championship because he was like, I have no ties to, you know, the States. Why would I be defending a title for a country I don't even, you know, care about? Which is kind of why I broke both of them. Um, yeah, equal opportunity. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, you know, in the UK, they tell me I'm American. I go to America. They're like, you're Irish. In Japan, they just call me a foreigner. So it's like, you know, like I've got no ties to anywhere. So I don't care about the flag on the belt. I know it meant a lot to Mox. I know it meant a lot to Will. So I want to break your shiny toys. Uh, We leave Wrestle Kingdom 18 and you are the IWGP Global Heavyweight Champion. What would you like to, how would you like to build that legacy with that new title? I've thought about this a lot. And the thing that comes to mind is like, so I'm the third David in my family. Like the, the, my grand, my dad and my grandfather weren't very original with naming anyone. <laughs> so like David, David, and David. So I'm the third one of those. I'm the fourth generation wrestler in my family. So again, someone else's footsteps. I'm the fifth Bullet Club leader. You know, more boots to fill. So this is this is my chance at like I get to finally be the first at something. You know, I get to cement my own legacy. Um, no strings attached, no shadows, no anything. So, uh, and you know, that's another reason why I smashed the old belts. It was like, I, I've vied for the U.S. title four or five times unsuccessfully. So, like, I that's not my legacy. I got to create my own legacy from the ground up. And we're excited to see you do that in 2024. Before we let you go, your third and final match. We've had you versus Juice, you versus Will. What's your final one, David? My final one. And of course, again, I'm involved because why would I like anyone more than I like myself? <laughs> is myself versus Tamatanga from Don Taku of 2023, earlier this year. I believe I it was May. Um, on one hand, why this I like this match is I won the Never Openweight Championship which is my first singles championship win in my career. Uh, major one, at least. And secondly, and most importantly, this is where I put on display what happens when I don't care about anyone's safety. Uh, this is this is why I saved it for last. Things go my way. Mox and Will will be leaving the Tokyo Dome in stretchers. You know, it's a triple threat match coming up. This match with me and Tama was one-on-one. I single-handedly powerbombed him into a mess, stretched out of the building. There I am, holding a championship high above my head. I hope the same happens at the Tokyo Dome. Twice as many bodies to powerbomb, but that's fine. You can tell that your your shoulders went up like exponentially higher when Tamatonga was stretched out. Did that feel like a, a turning point for you? Yes, and I think it's in contrast to who I used to be. Um, I think if you look at my career in new japan uh i think there's a couple years there where uh, honestly i struggled to find my footing you know and when i finally did it was like it was with juice robinson um but again there's someone right there with me uh and the spotlight was never on me and never fully on me um and i think people always saw me as this fun loving guy that you know likes to mess around likes to have a good time but like I, that doesn't make money you know i i'm in this to make money you know, I grew up in a mansion. I'm, once I have kids one day, one day, they deserve to grow up in a mansion too. Can we have them living in a small house? So that was like, I told you motherfuckers. That was me <laughs> going like, I, that's not the guy I am. This is who I'm capable of. I am a Finlay. My father made a legacy of a snap of people thumb, people's thumbs for asking their own question. Like, I am more dangerous than him. I am more dangerous than anybody. 
And that's why I was standing tall there is because I proved it. No denying, undeniable. I am not the guy to mess with. We are excited to see what 2024 holds, unless you're on the wrong side of Bullet Club. David Finley, it has been a genuine joy to spend Christmas Eve with you, as aggressive as it has got. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but that's what Christmas is about. It's about family and fighting. That's how we roll. Uh, we want to send people to, well, obviously, Wrestle Kingdom coming up next year. If we want to find out more about what David Finley's up to and they're not doing so already and they want to uh, get in while the getting's good, how do people find you online, sir? You can find me online, Instagram, Super Super Dave. Made that when I was 19, never changed it. Don't question it. Uh, Twitter, at the David Finlay. And because I'm 30, I don't have a TikTok because I'm a real man. Uh, <laughs> and then if you want to watch Wrestle Kingdom, I believe you can watch on New Japan World, January 4th. Uh, really, really early in the morning, probably for everyone that's not in Japan. Um, but get up, watch it. Watch me whoop your favorite boys' asses. It's going to be a great time. David Finley, thank you for joining us on Cultaholic Island and a Merry Christmas to you and the whole Finley family. Merry Christmas to you guys as well. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.